episode of Slightly Toasted. Hard to believe it's been quite some time, but um, I'm sure there's been a lot of demand for the next installment. So we are here. We're happy to hear. Welcome back to Slightly Toasted. My name is Chris. I'm David. I'm Mike. And I'm Keith. And we are four guys who like to drink wine and talk about it. Um, usually we impart some some knowledge and some laughter. Sometimes we impart neither. And uh, we'll have to see how this one goes. But we've got a pretty good um, discussion lined up. We've got four beautiful wines I'm staring at that I can't wait to get into. We've got one in our glass right now. But um, I can't remember whose suggestion this was. David might have been yours. Why don't you tell us what we're what we're about to taste, what we thought we would um, explore a little bit. Four Napa Cabs, 2017. Um, two are two are mountain, right? Correct. Two are mountain wines. Two are mountain AVAs. Two are valley floor. Just to kind of get the difference uh, for what uh, the, those those styles are. That's what we drink the most, definitely here. We drink a lot of stuff, but that's what we drink the most. So it was going to be the, e- the easiest to uh, do a podcast on. So, yeah, I'll say uh, four different producers, but kind of did half and half, looking at different mountains and uh, different valley floor AVAs and growing areas, and so <laughs> just seeing what the various areas impart and or what the producers do with the grapes from those different yeah. areas. Yeah, so that's interesting. So talk a little bit more because I think when most people think about Napa Cabernet, they think of, you know, Napa in general. They're not thinking of the different AVAs, the different, you know, what we're talking about is, is you know, climates that can be, you know, as a result of obviously the, the altitude of where the grapes are from. So how, I mean, are we, I don't know, are you, are you expecting to taste some pretty significant flavors from the different altitudes what is kind of everybody expecting to to experience here yeah i definitely expect them to be different yeah just you get a little more tannic a little heavier stuff in, in the in the mountain fruit it tends to be a little bit um probably a little more age worthy cab i could I feel like I can tell the difference. This will be fun. This will be fun. Um, the, the, the oh, we flow, won't tell you what we pour. Yeah, in yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know we know what we're pouring, so it'll be easy. But the the valley floor tends to be a little softer. I think probably more more ready. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to age. Can age, of yeah. course, like every Napa cab. So say every. I, I would say every Napa cab can age. There's probably a need to age some of the mountain wines more because yeah, because the hotter temperatures on the valley floor versus the higher altitude or what 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 is the reason do you think struggles to grow on the mountains i think the grapes are more concentrated on the mountain mm-hmm. um you know on the valley floor i mean even on the valley floor there are parts of it where you know you need to age it as probably as much as mountain wine right if you're in like tokalon or something i mean those wines are you know you can age yes. those till 2040 so. Or like our friend till twenty eighty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that there's the other piece of this. So the, our friend that's uh, Kathy Corson. Uh, we use, use friend loosely. We don't yeah, know her. We're just uh, haven't met yes, her, but we're, we're big fans. But uh, <laughs> visited the winery. Am a uh, club member and am 
patiently stocking away her wines as the suggested drinking windows, like some of them open in 2033. Now she does grow strictly on the valley floor, but then she also picks a little earlier. Uh, she's looking for more elegance and more of a, dare I say, like a, a Bordeaux approach to it, but thinking about having a longer uh, kind of rest time. So it'll be interesting to see what I did not bring, you know, we didn't open any of those today, but it'll be interesting to see what other producers are thinking and doing in their various areas and maybe 17 is early for some of these maybe it's not we shall see yeah exactly and this wine um that you have in our glasses the one i brought it's a 2017 gkg cellars cabernet sauvignon um speaking of the drinking window it just opened so this is the first year technically that uh you are permitted to drink it just kidding it was the suggestion <laughs> that uh that uh, you should start drinking it this that, year. That someone came up with. Exactly. Too. It's not, it's not like a suggestion. It's, yeah. always, it's always a mystery to me. But they might be onto something because, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about what, what you guys are, are tasting here because this is, I think, uh, I think it's right in its window. This is really tasting really well, very smooth to me. I'm getting a lot of flavors um, that come through it. But what are you guys, what are you guys tasting? It's changing. It's, it's yeah. been in our glass for 10 minutes yeah. and it's, it's different. And it's, it's, um, it's really good. It's, um, I mean, definitely a lot of black fruit and, um, a bit of licorice. Yeah. It's, um, Cassie's. it's pretty, it's medium body, a little, a little concentrated. It's not, um, but like I said, it feels, it, it's, it's definitely evolving in the glass as we're, as we're drinking it. But, um, there's a lot of stuff blackberry and blueberry and yeah and it's not that you know a lot of times you have those napa cabs that are just big bold robust like smacking with the maybe the the pencil shavings and the tar and the and the tobacco things like that this is not it at all this is like you said a lot a lot of fruit is what i'm getting but i think the you know it's really it almost has that silky o'brien type of texture i was about to say the tannins um, are really really integrated this is it's well structured this is not the crunchy or, or really uh, strong tannins that we might be tasting later on. I'll say also, we kind of, we went through and we opened all four bottles about the same time. They've been breathing in bottle for about 30 minutes, maybe. Um, one of the things we have out is I've got a couple of decanters that we haven't used yet. But we're going to see like if any of these are really, really uh, tight or you know just kind of just kind of needing some more air may try an initial sip and then put it in a decanter for a while and come back to it. I will say like I had some AV troubles on this. So we poured glasses and these have been breathing. Like David said, uh, yeah, we opened this about an hour ago. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, but it's really good. And I think, um, I, well, I don't think I know I bought this off of last model. It was a last, um, bottle marathon purchase. There you go. I've got the similar shirt. Yeah, repping the, the Harvest 22. I got suckered. You paid for it? Oh, I they did. I was suckered. They threw yours in for free in a marathon. Yeah. Oh, well. You got to buy more wine. Um, I think I paid, I think the retail on this is in the probably $55, $60. I probably paid $40, $45, something along those lines. I Maybe not it, even that much. So, um, I so think yeah. it's higher than that. I, I think that this is, an, I think this is a pretty pricey because it's a... I don't know exactly how he's affiliated. It's a David Finney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's, 
it's a little higher than that, but it's got the David Finney kind of characteristics of being a little heavier to mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, a little. Yeah. David Finney of uh, Prisoner fame. <laughs> Prisoner. Or Swift. Or Swift. Or Swift. Or Swift. Or yeah. Swift. Yeah. Um, it's definitely. Well, he was Prisoner before then, right? He was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it'd be interesting to see now that you say that, because usually his wines are like just. 15 point, you know, they're in the 15 pluses. Well, I know what it is. You do? Okay. I love it. I was saying, this, I wanted, this has got to be. The what do you biggest, think it is? It's got to be like 15.5 or something. It is. 15.5. Yeah, because he just This makes, is the highest one that we're going to I was going to say it has to be the highest one because he just makes wines that just, all those orange Swift wines are like. Really? Yeah. Kind of heavy extraction, really. You the, can't do a wine are, tasting of Warren Swift because you'll be on the floor. Yeah. But, <laughs> and they are, they're meant to, like, they're approachable young. So that's just yeah. a lot of flavor. But I'd say, like, I, this does not taste heavily alcoholic. It doesn't taste yeah, It really doesn't. I, agree. No. I'm not I, getting, I would have never guessed 15 no. and a half. Yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. with you. The only reason when you said it, I had forgotten you said it earlier mm. before we started, and then it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, okay. That's definitely a characteristic of, yeah. of his, his wines, mm-hmm. the style of wine. A lot of flavor, a lot of alcohol, but it's but it's... Um, it's hidden Ooh. very well, and it's blended very well, and it's very balanced. It's I, you, don't, you do not notice. It's not no. hot at all. No, this I, – I would never have guessed that this – that he was involved with this because I find – I mean, and I – like most of his wines, I don't want to speak ill, but I do find they're not as, like, um, subtle to me, his wines. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I don't think he's into subtlety. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> in like, the wine or, like, or the or the labels. Like on I his think bottom, I could right? tell, like <laughs> if you had an Orange Swift and you had something something whatever, I think I could probably pick out the Orange mm. Swift because they're usually to me like gonna punch you in the face. And we didn't get there when we went to Napa, and I'm sure you went to Napa. He has he's a, a, Elena, a, right? a tasting room yeah. right there that looks really really cool. And that's it's where incredible. this is from, right? This is a St. Helena. Yes, it exactly. Is. Mm-hmm. Right, right near there. Yeah. Yeah. And and. <clears throat> for us, I, I think for the most, except you've had the Mercury Head, which yes, I haven't really had. Um, but the, um, I mean, most of the, the David Finney's that we've had, Orange Swift stuff has been had Zen in it, mm-hmm. so, some sort of. Right. This doesn't have right. This has uh-huh. no Zen in it, which is odd for what he I. He likes drank. to blend. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I and again. He's about typically he sources all over California, and again, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. speak for David Finney, but he's you know kind of known as a master blender. This is predominantly Cabas. Uh, was it 97 and three? I think 97 or 98 and one and one. It's got a, yeah. a couple yeah. of, of maybe some Cab Franc and what's the other one, Dave? 96 two, one Merlot, one Malbec. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just stick to the floor. Yeah. So what he does? The so may need uh, a little more. Yeah. yeah. What so. are uh, so impressions of this wine? I mean, I, it's a it's a crowd pleaser, is what that is. It's good. It's it's a good. I think good wine to start with because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it is very approachable now. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I think it's, you know, I like it a lot. I think it's very good. If you um, get it for what I paid for it, I think it's a great value. <laughs> if you because I did see some some valuations in the 120 130 range. Ooh, yeah, I, I, think yeah. I think it's yeah. I, I, I think it's hot. I would be That's a little spend. Yeah, that that it was it is certainly in my opinion not tasting at the moment like a $120 wine, but maybe after aging um decanting, letting it it breathe for some time it, it might get to that point. But 
not, I, I, not I quite there. Yet. It's good. I, it's I think good. it's good. I don't know that decanting is going to make that mm-hmm. change that much. Maybe maybe it's already with what I'm tasting. I've already had that effect, but it's it's not like it needed. It's not like there were flavors that needed to evolve in what was in my glass. Right. Were, yeah. It was there. It was good. No, I th- yeah, I think it was a pro. I think if we were to pour a glass and put it aside, though, it would continue. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue yeah. to evolve. True. I mean, I think all Napa wine, especially if you're 2017, it's fairly recent still, um, will evolve. Well, good thing we have uh, all night Ooh, yeah. to try it later. That's totally so. different, though. Yes. All right. Well, we moved on to our next one. We are thirsty. We went through that first one really well, quick. We've already got the next one in the glass. So, Dave, tell us what what do we what do we have here? As an alternative, I will just say I tried to pour with a little more yeah. restraint than we normally <laughs> do. It's slightly toasted. I was like, you know, whatever. You what am I doing? Heavy hand. We're not twelve. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and we, we did not finish the bottle either. We just had. Yeah. We all had. A yes. Yes. Two yeah. Ounce a little pours. splash. Um. So next is Elise. Which is in uh, in Napa, which is more Rutherford um, near Yountville. So, so this is um, 2017. This is the the um, it's called the Teachin Vineyard, the Teachin Teachin Vineyard, which is uh, in Rutherford. Um, it's up right next to Morsoli. Um, and so you'll know, you, I looked up where it was actually. It's so it's kind of across the street from Peju and Cape Bread. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like in there. okay. So, I mean, we know exactly right where, off the main drag. Where mm-hmm. the, right off 129. Yeah. Well, look at those legs. Elise has got some nice legs on her. <laughs> and and now this one is a uh, is a 14 8. So we're good. We're, we're kind of it's maybe the going down the scale. Bars, right? Yeah. The, the other yeah. two, the other two are both 14 4. So. Okay, good. And again, that that is to a certain degree typical because you're getting more uh, light, more heat in the valley, so you're getting higher uh, temperatures, ripening, you know, better ripening, and leaves more sugar, higher alcohol. I will say this on the nose yeah. right now is a bit reductive. I'm getting not bad, but there's like. What do you mean reductive? Thank you. Uh, like there's <laughs> a bit of sulfur. That I smell like off of just the first nose, so it's been opened in a bottle. This I think would probably be better in a decanter for a half an hour or mm-hmm. so. And it's like it's it's evolving as it's in the glass. Yeah, I didn't pour any out either. Like I probably should have poured the a little top off. Yeah, there. and you can um, this one tastes more like a fifteen percent alcohol to me than the previous <clears throat> one. I mean, I know it's not 15, it's right around there, but um, certainly it tastes a little bit like this. So to your point, could yeah. stand a little bit of burn off on the... Yeah. This, the window on this was, um, I think, up to 2025. Mm-hmm. So, which is which is <clears throat> odd, considering... It's a pretty short window. Well, I, I, yeah, exactly. I think it went from like 19 to, to 25. Oh, wow. Um, Smoke them all you got them. Yeah. They want, yeah, they're into turnover. But I also think that this, <laughs> that this was, so at least was sold and, um, yeah. And, and repurchased. And I, I think that this is from the old winemaker, I believe, like probably one of the last. I think you're right. Because um, 2018, I think they, they switched I think hands. The first. If I remember correctly. I think that was the yeah. first vintage that was done by. Gotcha. Russell Bevan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
the rock star Russell Bowen. Yeah. No, this is good. And I, I mean, I almost feel like, obviously, you know, I can say this now, but I almost feel like if you pour this in my glass, you'd be like, okay, which winery does this is this wine from? Yeah. I would have a good chance to say at least. I mean, this is yeah, carbon copy, good. what their wines taste like. It's really good. And, um, but it's also really different than the yes. last one. Oh, yeah, 100%. way different. Yep. I think I agree with Keith. I think this could go into a decanter for, or just stay open in the bottle for another mm-hmm. hour or just in the glass for another hour, and it will definitely evolve. I think it's a little – the last one was way more pop and pour, pour yeah, and drain right, than right. was ready to go. This one still, I think, needs a little – so what would make that? I mean, these are both wines from generally the mm. the same vicinity, right? In the same area of Napa Valley on the on the valley floor that we're talking about. Is it just the way they were made, the way that you know went maybe when they were harvested? I mean, I mean, what what makes it like that? Do you know? If you know, no, I don't. I know, I know <laughs> I rough for dust, and I do feel like this is kind of yeah, a right, rough right. for dust to it to mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, I I. I because that other one had more alcohol, right? So you think the one with the more alcohol content would need to breathe a little bit though, more. Like Dave Finney's involvement, right? We were just talking about <laughs> yes. that and how yeah. he makes those powerful zins that you just – they're meant to be you know, consumed quickly though, right? And somehow, some way, like you call them like a master blender, right? Yeah. So he just maybe melds it all together and, and you know – I mean, I'm surprised to hear this thing closes in 2025. Like, I'm yeah, I mean, whoever, I mean, it could not be right either because whoever, it's not like yeah. a science, right? It's kind of a and really across the palate, there's not this one does not present nearly as much fruit as the GKG. So to me, that's I would guess that's a you know a matter of extraction and maybe picking time. So picking later in the season. Uh, more extraction in the GKG than this. This has got, and again, they're integrated, but I can pick up the tannin more in this. And mm-hmm. there's more kind of, I don't know if it's restraint or how I'd say it, but it's not, it's not the, it's not nearly as fruit forward as the yeah. last one. So, and, and interesting you said that when you, you say you can pick up the tannins a little bit more, to me, let me let me describe how I get that. It, it's got a little bit more bite as as I'm drinking it, right? So it's almost like you, on the back of your tongue as you're swallowing. So yeah, it, it's like there's, there's a little bit of grippiness yeah. and tightness. I mean, that's how I describe tannins. It's like drying. Yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. chalk exactly. is being sprayed on the side of your tongue. Or right, something. right, right, right. Um, you're right. The the, the GKG yeah, didn't didn't do that. Have, have that at all. Yeah, um, the, but this is definitely a little bit you know tighter mm-hmm. and a, a little a little bit more bite. Yeah. As I would describe it. Part of that is there's a little more acidity in this than that last Agreed. one too. Yeah, that's uh, true. Which that's a good point. It's part of it. Is this 100 percent cab? I believe so. I would guess. Yes. I believe it is. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why too, right? He that yeah. that previous one is cut a little bit yeah. with some other grapes, yeah. and that yeah. tends say, to but, but soften it, it up sometimes. Yeah, so. yeah. And again, it's interesting because like two percent cab franc, one percent. Petit Frodo, and Merlot, and Merlot, excuse like, me. Oh, yeah. That you know, it is a small amount, but it can have a market difference. Yeah, it does. And I think you know, when I first, I didn't get the reductiveness like you did off of it. When I first smelled it, it smelled like I got a lot of fruit. Actually, when I smelled like big dark fruit, and then when I tasted it, I got none of the dark fruit. I felt like, um, I don't know, I kind of like lost the fruit to me i definitely do get the dust though this is definitely mm-hmm. dusty yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like i could probably almost tell it was rutherford i'd like to think i don't know just because yeah. of it would have been a guess you know it would uh, yeah i mean not, not, not but like, yeah you know. 
I could have guessed it was French too, for all I know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I think the dust is kind of. I think we've had enough to where it. We should be able to kind of tell it's there. I I, I feel like I can tell. Yeah. You only yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You only know really. You, and again, that that does. I'm not even sure. That's probably a mark of the tannins and and that kind yeah. of. You're probably right. Because I'm getting some yeah. licorice too, or. Definitely getting like a licorice, definitely getting the dust. Mm-hmm. Um, just not getting a whole lot of fruit. It is acidic though. But I think, isn't yeah. that with the leg? You know, when you got legs on here, with so that legs more often than not is a sign of the alcohol. Yeah, because what's happening is as it goes up the sides of the big bowls that we're in, mm-hmm. uh, it coats it, and the higher the alcohol content, the alcohol evaporates mm-hmm. faster. And that's where you start seeing the legs is the more watery part left behind. One reason I want to do 17 cause, is because I think, for the most part, it was it was an off year um, when, you, when, you, when it's sandwiched in between 16 and Yeah, you don't really hear 18, a whole lot about it. Right? Yeah, and then, and then 13, 14, 15 were all – 17 just seems like it's probably the worst one out of the last – five years uh, uh, consider if you mm-hmm. go back from 2013 yeah. 2018 um and again that's relative it, it, I, yeah but i i i've had a few in the, in the last uh few months uh cabs and i and i i feel like they've been ready to drink 2017 yeah so that that was one reason why i wanted to do like, having forums great at one yeah. time just to see if, mm-hmm. if they are ready because right. I, I think they're going to be ready um I mean, it's still six years ago. It's not like it was yeah. yesterday. I mean, exactly. It's been a exactly. Time. They've been in the bottles for what, at least three to four years, um, depending on the winery. Well, you, you mentioned yes. that I was. I was just thinking it would be interesting to go back and understand. Okay, what was the climate like? Was it hotter? Was it cooler than 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 um, sixteen to eighteen? Mm-hmm. Were there fires that that impacted things? There were maybe, fires maybe, in eighteen. So, so yeah. that might have rushed harvest versus maybe maybe they picked <laughs> earlier than they normally do. Um, could be a lot of things, and that, that's the cool thing about it. Um, and I'm interested to taste the differences with the altitude, right? And, and the, yeah. you know, the mountain wines, because the cooler temperatures, how does that impart the flavors? Mm-hmm. And even here we have two, you know, wineries that are essentially right down the street from each other where they grew the grapes from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're pretty drastically different. I mean, they're, yeah. they're significantly different in how they smell, how they taste, you know, and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Just that close proximity you know, they're probably, what, a thousand feet from each other. I don't know, Rutherford to St. Helena is about is 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I mean, right? Well, yeah, right. if you, these these vineyards are actually probably less than a mile. Yeah, so, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. right down the road from each yeah. other. So, so pretty cool. Yeah. That vineyard on the, uh, on the first one was cut, was the, was called the Llewellyn. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which, um. Well, Rutherford and St. Helena butt each other, right? I mean, is it Rutherford this or not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... They do. You're right on... Yeah, because you're saying this is by, like, Cake Bread and Peju. If you're Just going north on, of that. If you're yeah. going on St. Helena Highway and you're going up... It's on the left. Yeah, those... That's not that far from getting to, like, downtown. I mean, it may be less than 10 mm-hmm. yeah. And if you yeah. are um, listening to this and interested in going to a... In my opinion, a winery that I, I, when I went, at least when my wife and I went, and you can tell me if it's still like this because because David is still a member there, but it is off the beaten path, mm-hmm. a very small 
Um, you know, it's not one of these wineries you pull up to and there's this grand home and, and, you know, beautiful settings, things like that. It's very humble, Mm -hmm. which I loved. I mean, essentially we did the, we did the wine tasting in the, the, on the picnic table right outside the building and it was fantastic. You're right there in the vineyards and it was really cool. So if you're into those very subtle, humble type of settings that, you know, Mm. come with Napa, then this this is a great winery to go to. Yeah, it's it's very different it's, it's than Elise, say yeah. Uh, he's talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah. very different than like a Darius yeah, or, yeah. or 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 a Trefetta well, even. Right. That's so, what's cool about I think Napa or anywhere in wine yeah. country in California is you can go to the, you know, like you said, the opulent like Darius, yes, or you right. go to Cake Bread, the mega yeah. place, right? But then you can go to an Elise, you can go to an O'Brien. It's a family owned you know place. You can yep. go to some of these smaller, more intimate settings. And you can kind of get the full experience from it, right? Yeah. So you can do, you know, either, either or. And, no, and again, do we know if that's mm-hmm. changed with Russell Bevins uh, buying the... Uh, well, so, so he's just a winemaker. Okay. I think the owner is oh. Josh Peoples. Um, and I think that they redid, they redid that, that main tasting room. Oh. Maybe made a little bigger. I, I, have, I haven't been since, since we all went. Was eighteen? We all went. And, 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 uh, we all went. Then I think we went after. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, which would have been twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, which it was. It was tiny. I think it's a little bit it bigger. Was tiny. I think it's a little bigger, mm-hmm. but. Um, that was a cool tasting though, because like what, to Chris's point, we did our tasting inside, but it was almost like a little bar, like almost the thing like went up and back, and she was behind this little bar. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like maybe the six of us, and it was like, I wouldn't say it was cramped. But intimate. it was like intimate. Yeah, that's you a stood, good word. right? Yeah, they, we were standing there. Yeah, there were, there were no, you know, yeah, like we were uh, there. You know, seats in there or, or bar and, stools or anything. Yeah. You basically just we stood just the entire time. Yeah. And like, I we may have gotten the most pours at that place because they were just giving us whatever because they knew David was a member mm-hmm. and they were just pulling all kinds of stuff. They pulled the Jacob Franklin out, which I don't think that's on their normal right like tasting. Right. I think we were like because they knew you know also if you're in you know. Pro tip from probably all of us: If you're in Napa, they know you're going to buy stuff. Then they get a little more <laughs> friendly with what they'll pour. They'll pour some higher end stuff, yep. and they'll if they, it's not only buying though. I think if they know that you know what you're talking about, at least to some degree, or you're trying to know, they'll be or more friendly fun, and more yeah, you're having fun and whatever. You know, they'll they'll be generous with. It's almost like going label. to um, France. You, you, Try to speak the language. You're gonna suck at it, but, but try <laughs> yeah. if if you try, they're gonna take some pity on you. Yeah. They're gonna be nicer than you. It's the same they thing with going you're to. You're making the effort. Yeah. Right? So go, when you go to Napa, just you know, act like you know what you're talking about and and be humble about it. And they're like, oh, okay, they're asking some good questions. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but they were really cool. I think they. Oh, thank you. They were um, very. Yeah, it was great. And that 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 girl that did ours. Yeah. She's still there. Um, and she still like runs the. Um, that cool dog roaming around, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That cool like cocker spaniel or something. Is that the right place? There was a dog there when we were. Definitely a dog. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it was a cocker spaniel, spaniel, but. I don't know. It was, <laughs> but we were there. It was our fourth. It was brown. Could have been. Yeah, exactly. It could have been like a cat. It could have been a pig. It was her child, but you know, it, was, it could have could have been a pig. So we were the only yes. people there too. When yeah, we yeah. Had yes. ours, which is really cool, it was cool. too. Yeah. And I feel like we spent. I mean. We spent about an hour and 15, 20 minutes Yeah, there. we were in no rush. They were in no rush to get rid of us. So we were in no rush to leave. We took some cool photos. And that's the cool thing about those smaller wineries, too, is they have some great photo ops. They usually can walk right up to the vines, right? Um, yeah. I know, like, O'Brien is like that. You walk mm-hmm. right up to the vines, and they were in no rush to get rid of us there, either. 
So this is this is one of the cool things about doing these types of tastings is <clears throat> back to back to back. So this is wine number three in our glass. And Keith, you can tell us here what it is in a second. But this is just another example of how different yes. wines from the same general mm-hmm. vicinity can same be. Same grapes, same area of the of not even same same Napa Valley. It's the same position in California. But now we've gone up uh, Spring Mountain, which is just west of St. Helena in the Mayacamas. And this is a pride vineyard. This is at the very peak of spring as it actually, this is the Pride Mountain Cabernet Sauvignon, 100% Cab Sauv. And interestingly enough, it is 53% Napa, and they're right on the county line. So the 47% is in Sonoma on the other You're side. You're cheating. It's supposed to be Napa. I, it's 53%, so <laughs> I'm in. But again, totally different. Totally different nose. Um, yeah. This is incredible. This is... Um, this, is this is a little... To me, it's a little earthier. Mm-hmm. Definitely earthier. Without a doubt. On for, for a cab, yeah. yeah. Which is not what we... It's, and that's not typically what you... It's more. That's more of a Pinot type of descriptor. But uh, it, I, I thought the exact same thing yeah. when I first smelled it. It's like, wow, that is totally earthy. Yeah. And it's interesting. So it's not It's not really fruit that I get. There's a little uh, black fruit in the nose. It's not reductive. But it's just... There's kind of you know a, a bit like like a forest floor kind of thing uh, it is it's like it's like a uh, it's like a cold rain in in a yeah. in, in the in, in the woods yes. you know i mean that's that's what it reminds me of but but it's but it's it's not it's not real it's not pungent it's not Mm-mm. it's not cloying anything like that it's, it's, it's really i like good. it yeah it's, there's definitely more fruit in the palate though yeah. yes on the pal- I mean, and right. so then <clears throat> yes when you drink it yeah you get darker fruit it's you get really good yeah the, there's tannin in this i would say so first one i did not notice tannins the the gkg did not the tannins didn't really register mm-hmm. The Elise, mm. the tannins were well integrated, but they were they were present and made me think that it would one be in a decanter. This is like when people talk about silky tannins, this is what I am thinking of. It's like velvet, and I'm really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. If I were tasting this, I might even guess a Merlot. You are tasting. Well, I mean, if I'm blind, <laughs> good point. If I'm blind tasting it, but yeah, I, I could, I could definitely. But this is the hundred percent. Yeah. I got the right bottle. This would. Um, I have a seventeen be, Merlot in there, but this is one. not it. This would be a tricky one to blind taste. It I would totally would. Because yeah. the nose would totally mess you up. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're right. I mean, I very possibly would guess this to be Merlot. That's always my default. I don't know what it is. I think I always guess Merlot. I never, I don't yeah. I never got it right. <laughs> but anyway. You know when we taste Sonoma Cab, it has more of a has kind of a kind of a menthol eucalyptus mm-hmm. type. It it doesn't make sense that with this only being you know a, I know it's half, but oh. uh, on the Sonoma side, I mean they're basically the same Those place. Those darn koalas are they're, 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 yeah. they're basically the same place. I mean, there's, <laughs> do you think you're getting? I mean, are you getting some of that menthol and eucalyptus at all? I'm not. No. From 
I, mean, I get like like Keith's talking about blueberry, blackberry, almost like blackberry jam or mm-hmm. or pie or something like that. I mean, it is definitely yeah. fruity, yeah. but um, but not overpowering no. too. You know, it's it still has a lot of other structures to it, like maybe even you know a little bit of uh, you know I, I, don't, I, don't want, I almost want to say cinnamon in 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 a way, just in a you know on the back the of my tongue, baking spices, yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. There there's definitely some other stuff going on there. And that's the cool thing about, you know, this is all a winery that we've all been to. I think, Mike, have you been to Pride? I have not. You have not. So, okay, so three of us have been to Pride. And, and it is, speaking of wineries to visit, it's another great place it's, to go. It's, um, it like, is off the beaten path. It, mm-hmm. is, it is a hike to get up there, but you, you heard Keith talk about the split between the grapes. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally the county line goes straight through oh, the property. Cool. So you can straddle from Sonoma to, 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 to Napa Valley. And it, I think it runs right down where their sorting station oh, is. Cool. And so they have to, they have to keep track of where all the grapes come from because oh, they no have, by law have yeah. to legally yes. tell you it either comes the, the crush pad has to be in the county of or it, the crush pad the crushing has to be in the county where the grapes are grown for it to be considered of that so their crushing station is actually on wheels and rolls across the county line so that they can crush 100% napa or do sonoma that's kind of crazy. Or do the blends that they they have? It's, it's really cool. There's a line. There's a there's a line there. Yeah. There's like, right, like right literally the, the line. Let, they have a line, like, literally through the middle cool. of it. Yeah, it's, it's a brick paved yeah. line that goes oh, right through it. Really cool. Super picture, picturesque. It's huge. That's really cool. Google this season, you can see the entire vineyard in about ten or twelve inches of snow oh, with that yeah, crazy. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they've had all kinds. This year's gonna be funky out there. Yeah, the weather's been nutty. But I'm noticing how dark this is. Compared yeah. to, I mean, obviously Napa yeah. Cab is dark to begin with, but this is, this is just noticeably to Inky. me darker. Yeah, I mean, this is purple. Um, even when you start putting it That's out to point. the end of the glass, right? I mean, I'm not getting yep. any spread here. It's purple to the tip. What's the alcohol percent? This is a 14.4. 14, okay. Yeah, 14.4, which is good. It's, I would say so so far that that Elise was the most acidic one mm-hmm. to me. Um, this, this is this is uh, pretty smooth. Like this is really good. Yeah. So back, um, we talked about the GKG about what we paid for. So I paid forty fifty. It might be valued higher than that. The Elise, obviously, what what did I mean? You're a club member, but typically, if I don't know, if you, you probably can't get that in a retail store, can you? That one, it's probably something you have to buy from the the winery. Um, yeah. Now, now, yeah, you have to buy it from the winery. And I got it last year. I mean, it's it's normally about one hundred and twenty bucks. Wow. Um, and I, I was, I got it through the club at, for like seventy five yeah. or something like that. Okay, so. cool. Any but recollection on what you paid for the the pride? The pride is around seventy five as mm-hmm. well. Okay. And again, so pride is, uh, I think they have some distribution in restaurants, but it's almost exclusively direct yeah. to consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which they they talked about in the tour, which is really fascinating because again. You do get to drive all the way up uh, Spring Mountain to the peak. We were there in 2020 after the fires, and you could see where it was had ravaged some areas and and spared others. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, they, they were lucky. Yes. They were they were spared. Yeah. Yeah, and we say after the fires, we're talking a week after the fires. <laughs> we were there, and that's it, it was. Yes, after the glass fire. It, it was. Mm-hmm. Literally a week after, I think they were. I think Pride had only been open a day or two 
um, when we oh, ate, wow. yes. since the fire, since we got there. That's the fun of like setting up your <clears throat> travel plans four to six months ahead of time and then watching as climate change <laughs> rears its Sorry, maybe not. So I, Folks, I feel like is. we could do a whole podcast on the, uh, on the, ta- on the tasting there. Yeah. The tasting there is phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Just be, because of the everything that went into it, but that's that's another idea. Yeah, for, we really could. We could do. Um, we we could do other yeah. places. Yeah, that takes some effort to get up there. If you are you know easily car sick, wouldn't recommend <laughs> it um, because there's a lot of winding yeah. roads going Why, up. Not for your lovely wife. Spring Spring Mountain Road. Not but once you get to the top. Incredible views, great winery, and the facility they have is really phenomenal. It's it's a beautiful. You get beautiful some place. great pictures. When we were there, it was mm-hmm. blue yep. sky, beautiful, yeah. perfect. It was the first thing in the morning. It was 10, 10 in the morning. Drinking wine at ten a.m. That's nothing mm-hmm. better. One there, o'clock. One o'clock our time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get there, they <laughs> hand you that glass of vignette, and which was so, good. We all yes. bought. It, it, yep. it was really good. Mm-hmm. Everything was good there. And they give you, you, you tasted, we tasted a 2002 cab. Oh, that's awesome. The tasting, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool, mm-hmm. which is different. And yeah. has anybody, when did you, did you buy that? Then. Is that from then? So yeah. has anybody purchased anything from Pride since then? Sadly, I haven't. I know. Why haven't we? We've talked about this before. Uh, you, you've received some emails from them, right? Yeah, I just, I, I, I just got the mailer for the, you know, every year they have the, the, the two-pack of the Vignet and the Syrah. Mm-hmm. Um, you buy as a two for 130 or 35 bucks when you, you get it, so you can you have to buy six, so yeah. it's not like it's yeah. terrible. Um, because mm-hmm. both of them were good. None of us bought the Syrah, we tasted it and we, we loved were, it. We were in the, I think we in the cave and we were all like, wow, this is really good, but we mm-hmm. never bought it. Yeah, I'll say so. Like, if you go on the visit, you're greeted with a little glass of the Viognier. And then we did a cave tour where we tasted the Syrah, which they do in kind of the uh, Northern Rhone style with a little bit of Viognier co-fermented in it to really bring out the colors. And it was stellar. But then they brought us to kind of like, I believe we had the library tasting, which is why we had the 2002. And then we were just, we were blown away by everything that we were presented. Yeah. And then we also asked about their Claret, uh, which is like one of their highly renowned ones. And that too, that's a Bordeaux blend was absolutely delicious. And so we kind of just like bought what we had there at the end (laughs) and that poor Syrah, which was delicious, just kind of got forgotten. And yeah, I'll probably have to loop back and, and buy some of that. Yeah, the claret was not on our tasting no. notes either. And I remember I, I asked him about it because why not ask? It's not gonna, it doesn't hurt. Sure his enough, mouth doesn't get fed. Paul, his name was Paul. Paul was our guy. Paul went and got. He said, "Let, let me go get it. See if we have some." Boom! He comes back for us. Yep. See if we have and, some. And we bought it. No, <laughs> if we have some open. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. 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 Right. He, he knew that we were going to buy it. Yes. We bought it. It was good. Everything was good there. You're just in luck. I have four left. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Well, this is great. Yeah. This, this, is, this is really good. This is yeah. really good. Pride never disappoints. Like so fantastic. Fantastic wine. And 
again, to the point, totally different, you know, yes. from the from the nose to the palate. Everything, everything is different about this one than the, one, the ones we've had so far. So, mm-hmm. interested to, uh, I got to get to stop talking and get to drinking because I'm, I'm interested to uh, see what this last one we have in store. Mike, this is yours. Tell us about it. What did you bring? I brought a 2017, of course, uh, Sori Brico Vineyard Nickel Nickel. It is from Diamond Mountain. So another mountain wine. Okay. Looking at the back label, translated from Italian, Sori Brico means sunny hilltop. So there you go. We'll alluding to the slopes of this steeply terraced Diamond Mountain vineyard benefit from the long warm days that define the narrow north end of Napa Valley. So in this drinking window, looking this up earlier, it's kind of crazy. It's 2022 through 2042. Wow. So we were at the... Uh, so at they the talk beginning. about you can, you can age calves. That's, yeah. that's what they're talking about. And Nickel Nickel is uh, probably one of my favorite producers. Um, it's a very consistent everything. I don't think I've ever had a, a pour of Nickel that I did not like. Now I'll say the interesting thing is we actually from pride, as you look out across their property towards the north, you look across the valley and up onto Diamond Mountain. Mm-hmm. So whereas pride is kind of call it outside of, uh, you know, due west of St. Helena, Diamond Mountain is due west of Calistoga. So a little further north, a little further up the valley. Yeah. Typically that means warmer offset by the by the altitude. But again, on the nose, yet a fourth completely distinct flavor and profile. That's good. And I, I stopped reading the back because they tell you what you yeah. should taste in here. So I'd, I'd be interested to see. So totally different smell. This smells more like a valley floor versus the mountain one we just had, right? A lot more fruit on the nose. Yeah, not yeah. as earthy, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, way more fruit. This is very fruit forward on the nose. Um, yeah, not on the nose. You don't get any. You don't get any of the chalky, dusty, any mm-hmm. of that. This is straight up. We've got fruit in here for you. And you're right. Nickel is one of the most consistent wines out there i mean from a price point this is probably the higher one the highest one that we've had so far i would assume Pro- this is probably what 75 to 100 maybe this is a uh, higher than that wine club yeah i think it was like 100 bucks yeah um, so so a little bit more so, than the other ones yeah but mm, hard to argue with the value yeah. of this one i mean it's consistently yeah. gonna blow your way it's incredible yeah. I would say not to keep plugging nickel but even i mean their calves are phenomenal and what they do is they do like single vineyard all the grapes they pull them in for the cab and they have probably i don't know 20 different cabs all from these different vineyards mountain valley whatever but then even their merlot and their syrah and their chardonnay all of which is great we have the you know the darien or what is it called the um what's the syrah the, i think yeah, it's darien yeah yep. vineyard, mm-hmm. really good um their merlot they have several this different is... merlots so... Which I, which I, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because I just heard this in the last two weeks. So it's, it's bare flat, right? Yeah. So it's bare, so bare flat. They actually have a cab from there now too. So the bare flat Merlot 
vineyard. I heard this uh, from a, uh, I'm not going to name who, but a trusted source on a podcast that the um, <laughs> that the Merlot planted at Bear Flat Vineyard is from Petrus. Taken from. Nice. Taken from, from directly France. from France, yeah. Wow. Above board or was it smuggled in? No, it was smuggled in. <laughs> Absolutely. But but that that's that that's what the uh, where it's from. So it, it's from like the best Merlot, Merlot in the right. in the world. That's what bare wow. flat bare flat and that bare flat Merlot is delicious. It's delicious and it's like fifty five bucks or something. It's not like it's not inexpensive mm-hmm. Merlot, you know, for Merlot, yeah. right? But right. it's not Napa. like yeah, for a Napa Merlot, I mean look. The land in Napa is ridiculously expensive. It's expensive. We mean, you can't get a Napa bottle of wine from Napa for probably nowadays less than, say, 30. Remember we used to drink, what's that one, the price performer that way back when we first started doing it, was the Rutherford something it was called? Mm-hmm. Rutherford Ridge, maybe? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like, it was the one that was, like, back in 20, 12, 13, it was, like, 20 bucks. <laughs> You know, so that's going back yeah. way in the way back, but she's probably like forty bucks now. Rutherford Ranch. Rutherford Ranch. There you God, go. I mean, that's still Encyclopedia Morgan. Yeah. David, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's impressive. You recall that? So we haven't had that in probably ten years easily. I've actually got a bottle of 2019 sitting. Wow. In. Well, it was it was a gift from someone at work. It's a good so, gift though. I just you know, honestly, when, if you don't yeah. know, you know, it's a solid. I mean. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking this is a pretty good yeah. like. I joined this little crew when it was Stars and Goats and when Mueller was a price yeah. performer and Stars and Goats I guess is they don't produce that anymore they bring it back into the fold and Mueller has uh, realized the value that they are providing and it's still fantastic wine. Yeah. The Stars and Goats. Stars and Goats was what, what did it I think at yeah. least to me. But it's funny that you say you bring up Mueller because Mueller is Diamond Mountain. Yep. And um, Mueller's one, you know, probably one of my favorite early, you know, when we first started doing all this. Yes, yeah. that's definitely that one of the stars and goats. I mean, mm-hmm. like in my top ten favorite bottles of wine I've ever had, that stars and goats. That night we were drinking it, you know, at your probably, house. Yeah, and stuff. I remember and that. Takes and whatever. Yeah. And it was probably to this day still like one of my top ten. Like I just remember. It's one of those aha type mm-hmm. of wines. Yeah. You're like, this is what yeah. people talk about. Yeah. Well, and then the nickel. The other one is like your birthday. Um, the nickel, the element twenty. The element twenty twenty three. Yeah. I mean that to this day, I was like, whoa. I mean, it was freaking incredible. Yeah. It was the twenty thirteen. Yeah, I brought the Winston Hill. And you opened it too early. I did open it too early. That's why I had another one in it sitting in my yeah. fridge right now. So let's get back to the yeah, wine in our glass. We took a little detour <laughs> yeah. there, but that, that's okay. But you know, back to the nickel that's that's in our glass. It's like we talk about. It's always phenomenal. I mean, it's it's one of the the mountain wines. So mm-hmm. drastic again, another one that's drastically different from the three previous. But what are you guys smelling? What are you tasting? I'm getting on that swig I just took now. I got a big mouthful of like licorice, and you know, current. Um, that's what I got from it then but i keep i feel like i taste something different every time i go back in yeah um i, I get so i get blackberry blueberry dark cherry like tobacco like sweet tobacco type um it, it, it little i mean there's definitely some leather too type mm-hmm. all the above yeah agreed <clears throat> great and, and integrated again, tannins i mean to your point keith i mean yeah. it's yeah silky smooth it's i mean well it just goes structured. down yeah. really really easy it's a very very well put together 
um, as wine. as they all are. I, mean, I don't even know who their winemaker is here, to be honest with you. I mean, whoever it is is I, brilliant. I, I've heard the name. I'm trying and, to look on this bottle, but I'm not seeing. I it. think it is. It's not a female. I, I, th- it I think was it's a, in eighteen when we were there. A female. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think. It's Don't know her name. So this is fourteen point four as well. So mm-hmm. just like the last one. And what they tell you, you should taste. Um, solid core, sweet plum, currant, and spice. Okay. That is supported by firm tannins, which lead to a long finish and the expectation of improvement with time. Kind of describes me. I always feel like of always, <laughs> so this, this is the only wine that I that I think I, I want to stake I want to stake with. This is like the other ones could definitely you you, you could definitely have a, a good steak with and be fine. This one I I feel like I really want one. That, yeah, that it, it would definitely just, have the spice, the pepper. I mean, um, it would bring it. I mean, this wine is so. This good. is the best one. This is I, I just love nickel. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm biased. I, I'm Always a performer. I mean, yeah. Incredible. I mean, this is, I've been a member there now for a while, and I just can't drop them. Like, I just can't. I have so much of it, though. <laughs> but I can't, like. Why would you if you're I still know, getting, getting and, wine like this? It's, I mean, they're pretty good. Like, I still say to myself, like, self, it's, it's not a cheap bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. It's not. Yeah. But comparatively, certainly to other bottles of wine that are even more than this. You know, like I had another fairly high-end producer that I was a wine club member that I will not name, and I dropped them because I was popping bottles and they were just, you know, very inconsistent. Yeah. You know, I'd yeah. pop one, it'd be great, and I'd pop another one and be like very mad for the price level. It was like, you know, whatever, you know, get rid of it. But I don't say I just can't get rid of this bottle. Just it's like O'Brien too, though. Sorry, can't get rid of that. Right. I'll just say to our listening audience, I fully recognize. We're talking about Napa Valley, California. We're talking about single vineyards. We're talking about rarefied air in these wines. That's just that is what it is for folks just getting into it. Um, you know, this is something you build to, or this is something that is a special occasion. Hundred percent. Yeah, this so, is not a Tuesday night. No wine that you're going to pop. I mean, Friday night for a podcast in two years, kind of a (laughs) wine. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But, and I'm almost like, I was afraid to realize this when I started getting into wine is you start to appreciate the differences. There's not that you can't drink other wines, but like when you can see like, yes, there is a refinement, there is craftsmanship that is going into this from growing the grapes to harvest to the winemaking that is reflected so we can argue about is napa overpriced for what you're getting that's a hard one to argue but i don't know that you know i know other areas i've i've been buying in chile and argentina and washington i've had a number of very good cabs uh but napa just tends to be a little more uh, refined than, than I'm finding in the others. So. Cab is king. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, you can go to Italy and if you start getting, you know, good Barolos mm. or whatever, you're going to pay through the nose for them. You go to France, you're going to pay through the nose oh, for Bordeaux. Yes. I mean, you know, it depends on, it's all relative, you know, and 
Yeah, certainly this isn't like a Tuesday night drinker. No. None, none of these were Tuesday night drinkers. None of them are, to be fair. You know, Correct. this is just yeah. a, yeah, right. we're doing a podcast, trying to do, you know, we're kind of wine nerds, trying to do a little compare and contrast, and that's what this is about. But, yeah. you know, but to your point, Keith, yeah, I mean, definitely you can yes. taste the difference. I mean, you certainly can. You yes. can, as you drink more wine, you can appreciate the difference, I yeah. guess, when it comes to. But look, I've had, you know, we've all had, you know, $20 bottles of Zins that blew you mind mm-hmm. or a Chianti that you're like, wow, it's like, you know, this almost like a house wine that's just incredible. And it's just, and a lot of it goes into where you are and who you're with and what you're doing. And the timing the and the environment. Yeah. Exactly. And the I food mean, you're, you're exactly eating. Right. 100%. Like you're talking about your Pride Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably an elevated experience, even though the wine was great, just because of the experience surrounding right, you. Right, right. And the timing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's what's great about wine. The, the experience can elevate the wine, and the wine can also elevate yeah. the experience. So I guess what we've concluded is the people who are master psalms and could taste these wines and tell you which one was valley floor mm-hmm. and which one is mountain wine they are amazing because i don't think any of us I could know yeah we were they, 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 no they're all very different but there were no in my opinion there are no comparison of the of the valley floor I, to the you keep those two versus the the two that were the mountain wines i mean all four from my perspective, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but from my perspective, they all had different qualities. I didn't really find a common theme in any of them. I agree. I yeah, agree. which yeah. goes to show mm. Napa, you know, there's 460 wineries just in Napa Valley that you can go to. And they'll be different. They're obviously going to be different you know, different tastes. Um, each each wine, winery, each winemaker, the terroir of each... Uh, of each place is definitely different so you're not going i mean you, you may have two places that are next to each other and their wines mm-hmm. can be totally different they're going to be good but what you yes. know about napa is they're going to be good so that's why napa is a special place it is um, it's just this perfect place where this stuff just grows really well and and you know you know aside from I mean, napa has what 23 avas how many do they have now i forget i mean it was i think they've added a few more even since then but you have you know the different AVAs, the different winemakers, the different ways to blend it. How much oak did it touch in the barrel? How long was it in a barrel? Did yeah. they then age it for another year in the bottle? Like I know Schaefer keeps their their wine in the bottle for an extra year before they release it. So it's kind of like a three-year, right, where people are releasing now. What were we releasing now? 2021s now? Yeah. So they're releasing their 2020s now, right? So, you know, just they treat them so differently. So each winery, they're 460, mm-hmm. but then... Multiply that by how many different reasons go back. It's cra- yeah, I mean, you'll never. I mean, it's one of those places you can keep going yes. back, and you can you can go there for the rest of your life and never go to the same, you know, winery have the same experience. I mean, challenge accepted. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is the 460 wineries you talk about probably only a third of them even let you in because they're so strict about yeah who they let in and the licensing that they have. Um, you know, who was it? it was some celebrity try to get married there? Like maybe it was Jared Jeter. He did have getting married there, but they only have like, like a lot of the wineries. You can only get married there if you're like a friend or family member, right? You can't do like an event because obviously everyone want to get you know have their wedding in Napa Valley and didn't whatever. They outlaw weddings, not outlaw. That might be a strong word, but I thought legally you can't get married at wineries in Napa because everybody would want to yeah, do it, right? Exactly that, right. Unless you're a friend or family. Parts. They passed some legislation that said. Uh-uh, you may need it. like a special permit mm. to do it or something, but I'm I'm pretty sure if like you are, 
you know, Derek Chris, you owned a winery <laughs> out there and your kids Derek were getting either. married, you could have a wedding for your like a family member or mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. But I think you're right. Derek you can't rent Jeter, it out. Astronaut, astronaut, presidents, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, dictators, dictators, all of the, all of those people. They could they could yeah, do that's it. That's right. Oligarch <laughs> comes in, docks the yacht, yep, takes the train in, whatever. <laughs> well, this has been great. This is a great suggestion. So David and yes. Keith, I think it was a. Uh, a, a joint call so fantastic i think um maybe from a little bonus material um and this thought just hit me what is um maybe maybe leaving this podcast not a wine that we've had tonight but something you've had recently that like you know what this is something that was really good i would love to buy more of it i need to go buy more of it but is there something that you've had recently from you know whether it was super expensive or relatively cheap, that just kind of knocked your socks off a little bit. You weren't expecting it to be really good, and you, you want to figure out how to get more of it. Or, or more like it. Or more like it, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm, we all had it, this. So one of the ones that sticks out to me um, was the Ellers. We had So we had Ellers, the 1886, for our annual steak dinner with the with, with the couples um in december and um that ellers to me was perfect i mean it was absolutely perfect it sticks out in my sticks out in my mind i think it was a it was a 2018 um the 1886 is their is their top high end. is their high end their most expensive bottle i think it's about 125 or 130-ish something like that but um Man, was it good. I mean, yeah. th- th- to me, I think I've had some since then, but to me, that one, um, mm. you know, just just um, yeah. firing off right now, but that one comes to mind. Top of mind? Okay. Yeah. Mike, what about you? Do you have one that comes to mind? I have maybe not a specific, well, I guess La Fortuna, but Brunello's. I've been drinking, you know, just kind of the first, you know, last third, last quarter of last year into the first part of this year. I've just had all this Italian wine and and um, went to Italy and just been drinking the crap out of Brunello's and I just can't get enough of them. Yeah. And I just popped not too long ago. It was for Easter, actually. I made the, the lasagnas for Easter and stuff and popped this, you know, La Fortuna or whatever. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It's like a last bottle gem, right? Like right, they always right. have it. Whenever they have it, they can get like three or four of them, get free shipping, whatever. And what, what year was it? The one I opened was actually, it was almost like a sin to open it. It was like a 2017, I think, which is way too early to open it. But I had four of them. I was like, I don't care. I'm just opening it because I, I just didn't want to keep opening. Because I think I only had like two of the 2014s and two of the 2015s anyway. I just had was flush with them, so I just popped yeah. one. And I just was like, whoa. And luckily, no one was really drinking it, so I pretty much drank like, you know, 80% of the bottle. It was great. Um, so just Brunello's, and, and they've been... Well, I mean, it's a wonderful time for Brunello's, I feel like, like really since 2014 through the 2017, apparently. They've been great. <laughs> yeah, so. they're always great. Yeah. All right. Keith, anything uh, comes to mind? I'll say the one that stands out recently, and one of our listeners will know this one, uh, I was encouraged to bring a Super Tuscan to uh, a steak dinner. Uh, for a friend that's actually be going to Tuscany here in a, a few weeks, and this was a Gaia Promise, P-R-O-M-I-S, that it was a 2015, and thought, like, you know, it's 
Super Tuscans are in a realm of kind of the French varietals grown in Italy. Um, and so that's a growing realm kind of uh, aside from the Chiantis and others. And it was absolutely delicious. It paired well with the steak and with the dinner. And it makes me wish I'd bought a few more of those 2015. Gaia's big time, though, isn't it? Well, Gaia, so Gaia is huge in, like, like they're known for their Barolos and Barbarescos. Mm-hmm. But as the family has grown and as they have reached out, it is a Gaia production, but it is a Super Tuscan. Yeah. Like, a, a Gaia Barolo or Barbaresco is probably, like, Four to six hundred dollars. Very reputable. Yeah. Very reputable name, guys. That's sure. I've never had any. Nor I. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm getting like I believe it's what I don't quote me on this. I'll I'll have to fact check it. I believe it's one of the family members, like one of the children, that is doing this Hmm. in Tuscany. But it was remarkable. Awesome. Well, you're on tape, so it's. I know. We'll fact check. We'll fact check, and and I'll correct myself. I think it's a daughter. I think it's a daughter. Well, I'll go. Yeah, a couple of the opposite spectrum. You guys went, especially from a price point. I've got two for you. So I've always been a big fan of BV. Mm -hmm. So BV wines is, um, you know. Old school, maybe OG Napa totally. from, from their winery, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're one of the the, the founding fathers, if you will. Yeah. And they're they have some reserve cabs, mm-hmm. but their standard cab you can find at Kroger, Publix, wherever, depending on the time of year, anywhere from like twenty two to thirty bucks, really. Mm-hmm. And for what you get, it's let's say it's thirty dollars. For what you get for thirty dollars with this cab from Napa Valley. It's hard to beat. I mean, that is a value. I'm, a, I'm big into the price performers. That is a price performer. Yeah. It pops up on some crazy sites. Last bottle had 2016s yeah. available. I bought six of them, and I can't wait to try them because Sweet. I know they're just going to be incredible. And they were 20, 21, 22 bucks, something like that. So love that. My second one, in our area, we've got grocery stores like Kroger and Publix and Total Wines, things like that. Publix in our area, has horrible prices on wine. I don't know if you guys ever even go through the wine horrible section. Horrible selection as well. And it's, selection, it, yes. the, the price is just horrible. So I was Love there Publix, getting, but there great getting subs other things. Great subs. Yes, I get everything else. <laughs> everything else is great, but but the wine in our area is better. Is you know, Selection prices are better at Kroger. That's where I get the BV, by the way. Um, but I was perusing through the, the, area, the, the Publix wine area and went to the cooler and... Where they have the white wines, and I saw a Chateau Saint Michel Sauvignon Blanc 2021 for 11.99. I was like, okay, when does Publix sell a wine for 11.99? That's pretty unusual. So I bought one, and we had it about a week ago. And if you are a Sauvignon Blanc hater, I think you would like this because it is not like that crazy. Cat pee, minerality. There's no grass, fresh it, cut grass. It was, in there. it was not like smack you in the face with the lemongrass, things like that type of things. It was very subtle and easy to drink. And we talk about alcohol contact, con- you know, content. If you're, you know, looking to take it a little lighter, Sauvignon Blancs typically are about twelve and a half percent, so you can drink liberally and and feel pretty good the next day. So we had that with some some salmon, and it was fantastic. And it's hard to go wrong with a twelve dollar bottle of wine. So. Mm. I do love Sauvignon Blanc. In fact, yeah. for the O'Briens, I end up getting. That's why I got. I got two of them. Same. Um, yeah. 
We're big Sauvignon Blancs drinkers. Yeah, I love it as well. Household. I actually so. almost kind of like it better yeah. than, than Chard. Only one in my house, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or fortunately, you get yeah. to drink it all. Yeah. Well, yeah. just when you buy it, I just have to drink it myself. So. They're just so refreshing. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to drink a whole bottle. She likes a Brian now. Okay, good. There you go. There you go. Yeah, she likes the she likes the big the big boys. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been great. Yeah. Great yes. suggestion, guys. This has been a uh, you know we've got a lot of wine to drink as I'm staring yeah. at the the bottles over there, which is a good problem to have. So stay tuned for the after party. That's right. <laughs> it's for we'll, research. We're we'll gonna put, see how it evolves. Yeah, we'll put it on YouTube. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening. Um, always send in your 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 suggestions, your comments, your feedback. We get a lot of it. Um, we, we'd, love, we'd love to get more. Maybe we'll be back sooner than two years from now. Yes. Good exactly. morning in Japan. Yeah. Got a lot of fans there. Exactly. So signing off, this is Chris. I'm David. Mike. And this is Keith. Thank you for tuning in to Slightly Toasted. Stay toasted. Cheers. Cheers, Stay toasted. gentlemen. Cheers. It's all-